Hey everyone, Liz Hammerschmidt here with the Power Chat with both sides of the mask. It's been a few, but uh, with everything that's been going on with the season startup, it's been a little busy just trying to manage everything. But today with my Power Chat, I kind of want to just go over some things that I've experienced with other officials of experience and just to kind of keep things in, in a, a good mindset for this season and, and as it progresses. First of all, as always, I always want to thank Move Period, Diamond Umpire Academy, Tom Davison Sports Recruiting Forum. We always appreciate uh, the kindness in the sponsorship opportunities that they always provide. But today I'm going to talk about just how to keep a, a good mindset, how to continue to be a good leader, how to set yourself apart from others. You know, there's a lot of things that have gone on in the last three weeks of opening play that we have seen. We've talked about this many times in many past podcasts and power chats that we're always exposed, regardless if it's live streaming, whether it's live TV, whether it's on ESPN+, Plus, Big Ten+, Plus, whether it's on the, the campus website. It doesn't matter. We always have that microscope that's on us of everything that we're doing. Are you prepared? Are you going to be humble and be accepting of being on a training video? Are you going to be humble when your coordinator calls you be like, hey, I saw this play. Walk me down this, this road of like what happened. Are you going to be prepared when you have something unexpected, when you have the coordinator reach out to others that were involved with the situation and maybe you're not contacted and you have to reach out to the coordinator? How do you handle those? How do you handle it when you have the softball commissioner pretty much or whomever contact you, the, the head of, of the organization contact you and said, hey, w w walk me down this road. From experience, I had to, had to really calm myself down. There's a lot of emotions that go into it when, you, when you're dealing with a, a play that makes you think about things. You go through so many different emotions. You're up, down, left, right. You go, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of the Pixar movie where all the emotions are all involved. Anger, sadness, happiness, afraid, anxious. I mean, there's just so many things that I, we can go through. But how do you handle yourself? Are you an emotional type of, of an umpire that reacts? Are you, do you react to the things that happen? Or do you set things aside and you, are, you humble yourself? For me... For the most part, I try not to react to how the play or how something happens, so something gets exposed. I try to analyze how everything went down, try to reiterate things, try to replay, go through my notes, and think about the different aspects of it. How did the coach react to it? How did the players react to it? How did my partners react to it? How did I react to it? How did my coordinator react to it? How did the coordinators liaison or commissioner react to it and also how did the head of of softball react to it those are the things that go through my mind and I try to put myself in their positions before I get too overwhelmed by it or if I react to it in a negative way I just don't want to react in an emotional way if that makes any more sense I've tried to improve myself on that a lot as I've gotten older it's really helped with coaching it's helped with my own kids parenting, it's helped with my lifestyle, family, 
And it really makes you wonder, it makes you put yourself in better perspective of what kind of a vampire are you? Are you that umpire that your coordinator can count on you? Are you that umpire that you may not hear from your coordinator? Do you feel valued? There's a lot of softball that still has yet to be played this season. We missed out on a lot last year because of everything that went down with the COVID. But you, when you are going through your schedules and you're going through your, your potentials, maybe even trying to pick out a camp or a clinic that you want to get yourself involved in. Do your homework as well. Coordinators, assigners, they do a great job for the most part trying to make sure that we're organized, making sure that they get their games covered. They, they trust you. That's a big factor. Do they trust you? Can they count on you to be that, that leader on the field? to making sure that you're communicating with the crew, making sure that you're accountable. And here's the thing. I learned this a long time ago, and one of my coordinators had to remind me just recently that we're independent contractors. Independent contractors that are registered through the association that we are registered through. For myself, I'm registered through the NCAA as, a, as an independent contracting softball umpire. We don't work for any conferences that we are scheduled for. Some conferences require us to purchase uniforms to represent their conference. Doesn't mean you work for them. This podcast may get a little direct. It may get a little emotional. But I want to make sure that you guys are all on the same page. We're independent contractors, 1099 workers. They don't tax us when they pay us. We do get taxed at the end. We purchase our own uniforms. They don't provide it for us. We purchase the uniforms with their logo on it. They don't provide it for us. Start thinking things you know, from a perspective on this. We can choose who we work for and who we don't need to work for. And that go on to say is that we have to make sure that we are respecting who we are stepping on the field with, who we're representing. Now, if you work for somebody that you may have a hard time communicating with, rethink and, and revalue, re-put things in perspective and put the value in front of it. Do you feel like you're valued in that conference? Do you feel like you're valued under that coordinator? Some things I've had to think about in the last several years, especially with my mentor, especially with certain coordinators that they may be associated with, umpires that are associated with some of these conferences. I don't work all power five. I try to do my best to do my due diligence. I try to do my due diligence with the D2, D3 level. I work with the youth. I work mid-majors. It's not just because it's convenient, because everybody is there to do a job, to umpire. We're here to do a good job and represent the sport. When you start to feel the neglection or you feel like you're outcasted, that's when you need to really reevaluate yourself with that conference and also that coordinator. I myself, I don't like to pull the card, 
but there's certain conferences I'm the only female in that conference that represents them. There's certain things that you do need to start to think about. Is this something that is just by coincidence? You start to dig deep a little bit. Is this something that's worth it? It makes you start to think about your, your values. I work with two other great coordinators in the Power Five realm that value my, my work, whether it's stuff that I still need to continue to work on, whether it's because they count on me as a leader, or they appreciate the, the, the work I put into making sure that I do a great job, represent their conference, and also I'm also being a good crewmate with my other umpires. This year was a little hard for me because I wasn't sure if I was going to opt out or not. You know, a lot of officials did opt out, and they went that way because of family, respect for their family, their work, and also for the sport that they actually love to officiate. I was lucky enough, I, I guess I could put that perspective, that I'm the golden ticket. I tested positive for COVID back in January alongside with my family. Everyone came out fine. We lived. We're good to go. I mean, I got exempt from testing, which is nice, but it's also stressful at the same point because you don't know with the crew that you're working with if one of them's going to end up testing positive, and then you got to make adjustments. And that's how the season's going to be. It's like we're all on pins and needles. I was supposed to be at a certain location this week in a conference that ended up getting canceled because three sports, three of their spring sports, got shut down and locked down because of COVID testing. I was going to be out this weekend. And because of my good rapport with some other conferences and my good rapport with other officials, I was recommended to head down to another assignment. I'm very lucky and fortunate for that. It's not because, oh, because she was available. No, because I, I carry myself very well. I try to set the good example. Be a good crewmate. Be a good person. Have morals. Be a valuable person. Always have input, whether it's good, bad, ugly. And always show appreciation to the people that you're working around, whether those people may have already made it to the top and then are regressing or the ones that are trying to figure out their path. Know your role. We talk about this a lot in our podcast, and I talk about this a lot in camps and clinics, is know your role. You may make mistakes on the field. You may, or you're still trying to learn how things are going, and you may be the future. You may be on your way out. We don't know, but know your role and own it. Act like you've been there before. I recently read a book called Rise Up, which is a documentary on Dana Sender, who was a longtime, was a longtime basketball NCAA official. Started in the late 70s and early 80s and ended up having to cut it short because of MS. Didn't stop her. I mean, she went through so much adversity going through the Title IX phases trying to decide if she was going to play basketball in college or play softball in college. And, you know, she went to the, you know, two different states out in the Northwest trying to figure that out, end up being a, a college coach. And then having to deal with being a leader at being such a young age at age 22, she's going to have to be responsible for, you know, ladies that are between the age 18 and also her age, not to mention that being responsible on the road, being responsible of their, their schedule, being responsible of them, making sure that they have a time curfew and they're staying within their guidelines that's a, that's a big, huge jump for a 22-year-old to, to grow up. Be accountable. And she kept reminding herself, act like you've been there before. That's what she was taught. It hit me hard because I've been on the stage before. I, I've been on a good stage before. I'm also a crew chief. 
for one of my conferences. I'm a leader in, an, in another conference. In one conference, I'm not even sure if I'm even valued at the same high level, even though I'm told that I am, even though I'm the only female in that conference. It makes you wonder where everything follows suit. But guess what? When I step on the field, I act like I've been there before. I show that I care. I show that this means everything to me at this very moment. Everything that's set aside, everything that's behind me, my family life, my personal life. When I'm stepping on the field, that's all set aside until I'm done. I want to show my crewmates, whether they are veterans or if they're new or if they're at the same level as me, is that I take this serious. And I want to be an example. I want to be that leader. I want someone that I can be that person that they count on. I'm accountable. Whenever they need to contact me, text me, I can respond to them in a professional way. Always making sure I'm reaching out to them. Showing my morals. I talk about my kids, my family all the time. And when I step on that field, I want to let them know, hey, this is what I do. You can count on me when I'm on the field. And that's what I learned up from this, from this book, The Rise Up. If you get a chance, it's a great purchase, whether you can get it on Android or Apple on your, you know, if you want to purchase the book, whatever, however you can get it. It is a great read. I mean, it kept me going. I, when I had to make my connection last uh, this past weekend, I had to remember where I stopped so I can continue reading it. She makes a lot of great points and values. And to this day, she still has people come up to her and remember when she was officiating back in the 80s. And I think she had to end her career in the early 90s because of MS. She ended up becoming a staple for female officials, setting the ground of female officials can do it too. Female officials can have a locker room designated for them. Female officials can get paid the same as, as male officials. They can have the same respect as, female, as male officials. I mean, she, she laid the concrete for us and we're just laying it out for her and we're continuing to build that, that ground for her. And I appreciated what she has done. So what are you doing as an official? What are you doing as a, as a softball umpire? Are you just getting by? Did you take the test because you copied it from somebody else? Or did you actually get into the books and actually research the case books, the rule books, the mechanics? Did you have someone walk you through some things be like, hey, I'm not quite understanding this, but I just want to make sure that I understand this, this rule. Are you a student in the game or are you just getting by? Just fake it till you make it. I teach this with my catchers all the time. You can't fake it till you make it. You're going to get exposed eventually. So take the lessons to heart. Give me 100%. And that's what I do on the field. Those players are giving you 100%. Yeah, they make, make, make mistakes. I mean, they're, they're still trying to get into the swing of things. Pitchers aren't perfect. Fielders aren't perfect. Hitting's not perfect. Umpiring's not perfect. Let me tell you what, coaching's not perfect. I almost had to deal with a reentry that wasn't reported. <laughs> Coach caught it because I opened up my lineup card because I was writing something down about something that happened in the previous inning. Game awareness. When you're working with someone that may be less experienced or maybe not have as much confidence as you, talk them through that, making sure that they're aware. Point the things out. Point them out. I was working with some crews this weekend that have a lot more experience than I do. Also, I'm talking with a lot of officials that may not have experiences like I do. But making sure that they're aware of certain things. How their stances. Are they tracking the ball with their body versus just tracking with their eyes? 
Do you notice that they're getting more fatigue? Are they losing focus? Are they not putting themselves into the game situation where we may have to predict a coach coming out to call a conference? Ball awareness. Are you taking your time on your calls? That's some of the things I've noticed in the last three weeks is that we have umpires that are just rushing. we got to get to A to B. Well, don't worry about the A, B, C, Ds, or whatever else that's in the letters of the alphabet. Worry about making sure you're in the right angle, the right wedge, the right, the right positioning. Watch the players. Touch the bases. See where your partners are at. Watch where the ball is coming from. Just because you're not part of the equation doesn't mean you can't be a, a part of the solution. You know, we have a new mechanic where first base and third base splits the responsibilities of attack up responsibility depending on where the ball is hit when a runner's on second. Doesn't mean the plate umpire doesn't have eyes on the play. Doesn't mean that we all can't have more multiple eyes on the play. We're making things so much more difficult than we don't need to be. It's some of the things I talk about in my pregame. You can count on me to be watching plays that are happening, whether it's my responsibility or not. Just because your responsibility is within a bubble of 30 feet doesn't mean that you don't have responsibility for the rest of the 200-plus feet that are surrounding the whole entire field. You could be watching, too. We always have to be prepared and also making sure that we have vision of the field and we're not just locked in in our certain area. Understand what we're putting ourselves into. Because if you make one wrong move, then we're all of a sudden we're putting things in jeopardy. I've seen some pass balls where the plate umpire starts tracking up the third base when we have two outs, batter, runner, drop third strike, pass ball. We have the plate umpire vacating going to third because that's their normal routine is when we have a pass ball situation, runner from first goes to second. And all of a sudden we have a U1 that's coming home and forgetting that their responsibility is the out call at first base. And we're missing opportunities. U3 is not speaking up like to the plate umpire. I got third, I got third, I got third. Those are things we always have to be prepared for. Not to sound like I'm, I'm arrogant or anything, but this past weekend I was the most focused that I've ever been because I acted like I've been there before. And I hope you guys can carry that too. Act like you've been there before. Be that example. Be that leader. When you're preparing for this weekend, make sure that you are communicating with your staff. I've heard some umpires have reached out to me. I haven't heard from my crew chief yet. Well, reach out to them. Well, they're still not responding. Reach out to your coordinator and tell them what's going on. There should be no reason. If you are assigned as a crew chief, you have to reach out to your crew minimum, minimum, a week before the assignment. Let them know, hey, just want to let you know that we're all working together this weekend. Let me know if you've been here before. These are the expectations. This is when I'm arriving. This is when we need to be at the field. COVID testing's at this time. We'll find out more information on this and this and this. Hey, if you need a hotel, let me know what days you need. That's what's being a crew chief. It's going above and beyond. You may not get paid extra to be that crew chief. You may not be getting paid extra to be that leader. But that's your job. There might be some people who have never been to that institution before. And they're nervous as you know what. I'm going to a location I've never been to before. And my crew chief, I reached out to him and said, hey, listen, I just got added to your crew, just letting you know this is when I'm arriving. I look forward to hearing from you. Can't wait for this weekend. Response was right away. He sent a an email that afternoon to the whole crew, letting him know exactly what information he's received and that we will be getting our hotel accommodations very shortly. And it was true. 
And this morning, I got my hotel accommodations. It was, it was fantastic. That's what's about being a crew chief. It's not because you're the first one on the plate. You're the one that reports to the coordinator. Well, guess what? We can report to the coordinator, too. So be that example. Making sure that things are being taken care of, whether you've been exempt from testing or not, whether you're getting paid extra or not. You set the tone. If you don't set the tone and you set a bad, t- you know, you give someone a bad taste in their mouth because you didn't communicate, what's that say about you for the future? I know this conversation was all over the place. I know I went through a lot of details, some things that may not sit well with some people, but I got to experience some things after my first week. I wasn't very happy about how some things were handled. I'm a big advocate of being an example being an advocacy, setting the tone, being a leader, because I want to make sure that people respect me as much as I respect them. That's that's the whole bottom line. I want to be respected as much as I respect you. And if you don't feel valued in a conference, if you don't feel valued by a coordinator, you don't need to work for anybody. That's probably the best advice I got from one of my Power 5 coordinators. You can work for whoever you want to. My longtime mentor said to me when I first got started, coordinators need you, you don't need them. And take that into effect, you can read into that as much as you want. But look at the whole picture. When I, before the season even got started, I looked at the long list of one of the conferences I worked for and I was disappointed. Very disappointed to see who and what was on the list. Not, I'm not saying names, I'm, I'm talking about and just in general, the whole picture. And hopefully this will change. Hopefully this will open some eyes. Maybe this will give some opportunities for the future because I'm not sure exactly what my thoughts and feelings are going to be after this season. We'll see. The season's still young. Things can change. There might be some better things that are, are on the way and some better things in that conference. You know, also got to remember, when things happen and when bad things start to occur, good things start, start to arise. we got to learn from it. we got to be better. Act like you've been there before. So this is my long rant. I think I, this is the longest I ever did a power chat. I had to go over this. I got to get myself ready for my next assignment. That was another thing I had to prepare myself for going from I had to drive to a location. Now I'm going to be flying to a location, trying to find a last-minute flight that wasn't going to break the bank, and having a question mark of like, okay, I knew who I was going to work with this week to now who am I going to work with. And now it, it's, it's, it's awesome. What's also awesome is I can just – I don't have to worry about wearing conference uniforms and I can go you know, wearing plane uniforms. So that's a positive for me. Negative is I'm going to be away from my family an extra day. Negative is that I had to spend money on a flight. But that's okay. I'm, ex- I'm excited because it'll be a location I've never been to before. So if you got to experience that this so far this season, which I don't think it's going to be an end, I think there's still going to be puzzle pieces that are going to be moved around. We're going to be going all over the place. There's going to be some addition, addition subtractions. So hopefully this will all work out and we can get through this season in a positive note. But make sure you stay within your books. Continue to study. Continue to mentor. Continue to be a leader. Continue to reach out to your mentors and leadership. Continue to have a conversation with your your conference coordinators. Educate yourself. Be a student of the game. Don't just fake it till you make it, because eventually that faking it till you make it, you're going to get exposed. Everybody's watching. Everybody wants to criticize you. Everybody wants to tear you down. And the way to avoid that, act like you've been there before. All right, enjoy your weekend. 
If you're assigned to this weekend, have fun, have a blast, work hard, be excellent, as Tony always says, and enjoy yourself. I'm going to say it one last time because I'm all pumped up for this weekend. Act like you've been there before. Signing out. Have a great weekend, guys, and we'll talk to you next week.